Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation at all for those who are in Christ Jesus. And this from the NASB that brings out the Greek word no, which is actually absolutely nothing. And uh, it leaves no exceptions. Amen. It is a, a no that is very emphatic. Therefore, there is now no condemnation at all for those who are in Christ Jesus. We must know that we are now in Christ Jesus and feared in Christ and God will never see you apart from Christ because God sees your identity from now on always and never outside but always in Christ and whatever happened to Christ has happened to you. When He died on the cross, God, God says you are crucified with Him, you died with Him, you were buried with Him. When God raised Him from the dead, you were raised with Him. And when God made Jesus a seat at His right hand, you sat down with Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And in that, in that place, amen, in that sphere where you are in Christ Jesus and you are in Him forever, you're not there by your effort. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 1.30, it says, but of Him, in other words, it's of God's doing. It is of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is all this to us, and it comes by us. Amen. Knowing that we are in Christ, and in that place, we are blessed with all blessings. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. It goes on to tell us that God has condemned sin in the flesh when we were crucified with Christ. God condemns sin in the flesh. Notice singular, sin in the flesh. All our sins are forgiven. What we do are the sins, right? All the sins are forgiven through Christ's blood. But who we are, our old man, you know, we, we cannot but sin. We are so, you know, we are, when Adam fell, the nature of the sinful nature was passed down through the generations. And every child is born in sin. Everyone is a sinner. Amen. So, but what happened is that God put us in Christ. Amen. When Christ became a sin offering on the cross, God put us in Christ and our old man, our old sinful nature has all been crucified and done with. Amen. So that when God raised Christ from the dead, the new you rose again. Amen. Created in righteousness and true holiness, you rose with Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. But you need to know one thing. Even though your spirit is born again, your spirit is righteous in God's eyes, but your mind is playing catch up. Your mind is, is uh, being constantly 
being renewed. Amen. The Bible says in more than one place, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Another place, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the mind needs to be renewed to what has happened to us. Once you are safe, you are born again, praise the Lord. You still feel, sometimes you feel like the old man. You feel like you have all these uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual battles going on in your emotional realm. You feel depression. You feel uh, anger. You feel all these things as if you're not, you're not safe. You don't have the, as if you still have the old nature. But no, friend, you are born again. All these are in your emotional realm, your soulish realm. It is not in your spirit realm. The real you. You are a spirit. You live in a body. Let me show you this illustration, okay? This chart here. Now, isn't it good for us to know ourselves, how God has made us? Now, notice, like I said, who you are is you are spirit. You are a spirit being living in a body. But you also have a soul, all right? Say this after me right now. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. Amen? Your body is your house. So you have a soul. You are not a soul. You are a spirit. Amen? This, this is a real you. you. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Amen? So each part has its own functions that God has given. Right? Of course, your body is, are the five senses. You have the sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So those are your bodily functions. All right? In other words, Anything that activates this is activating your body. So soul, the function of the soul is this. Mind, emotion, will. So your emotions, whether you feel joy or you feel uh, uh, elation, you feel peaceful or you feel depressed, you don't feel good and all that. It's just an emotion, all right? It's all in your soul. It's not true in your spirit, all right? Now emotions can affect your body. And that's the thing that we're going to look at as well. But then look at the will. The will is actually in your soul. You decide in your soul. Okay? So these are the functions of the soul. And what are the functions of the spirit? The spirit is communion, intuition, and conscience. Now communion is communion with God. That's where you commune with God. You don't commune with God with your body. Okay, you don't like, oh, I feel God. And it's true, sometimes you feel God. That's fine and good, but don't rely on it. Amen. You commune with the Father in spirit. Those, the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. All right. So that's where you commune with God. And it's the most intimate uh, communion. Amen. Even bodily, if you sense Him, what's going to happen when you don't sense Him? Bodily. The bodily sensations are no longer there. I know people cry sometimes in the, in the tangible presence of God. And I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I, I want people to have experiences like this and I've seen them and I'm not knocking that, okay? But I don't want us to depend on those things. God says we walk by faith in the spirit realm and not by sight, okay? And then you cannot also contact God with your emotions. God, I, I, I want to feel you, Lord in my emotions. So when I, if I feel, I feel joy, I feel, I feel peace and all that, uh, feelings of felicity, you know, I, I feel that you are near. No, no, don't depend on that because your feelings can go up and down. Amen. But in your spirit, man, you, you have communion with God. Just realize it. And that's why the pray, praying in tongues is actually praying in the spirit. Whereas praying with the understanding is praying with your soul, with your mind your understanding. 
So the deepest part of communion with God is actually your spirit. That's one of the functions. And then intuition. Now intuition, even, even though people are dead spiritually, uh, but certain function, you know, the word dead is, doesn't mean cessation of all the, the, the spirit functions. Even the people who are not safe, they still have a, a certain amount of communion. So there are times they, 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 they sense God, all right, in the communion. But it's in a state of, uh, it's daden. That's a better word to use. It's daden. Like the Bible says, a widow, you know, talking about a certain widow, all right, certain widow that lives in, in sinful pleasure. Uh, she's dead while she lives. The prodigal son, when he was living in sin, the father says, right, my son was dead, but is now alive. So the same thing, we are cut off from God in the sense that, you know, but, but the functions are still there, you know, but they lie dormant. But when you're born again, they all come alive. Amen. Full. Amen. In full force. Praise the Lord. They are resurrected. Hallelujah. So there are people of the, of the world even, they can sense in their intuition long before their mind understands something. So that's why it's important for us to know the intuition. Amen. And the Bible tells us that for those who are born again, those who are believers on Christ, there's a new covenant established with them in Christ and it's that God will lead you from within. Amen. God will put His Spirit in you and lead you from within. And how does God do that? Intuition. Praise God. So we must learn to live by our intuition. Amen. Uh, parent by your intuition. Amen. Deal with your children by your intuition. Listen to what God tells you. Amen. Um, we shall even eat. <laughs> Amen. Eat by your intuition. Your, your body, your intuition says enough. Your, your intuition says, okay, today you can eat more. Right? Don't go even go by, I, I always eat less, okay? If your, your body is telling you that, by preparing you for some, some energy uh, depleting task, you know, ahead of you. But whatever it is, just follow the intuition on the inside. Until the more you practice that, just like with the muscles of the arm and all that, it becomes stronger and stronger, but spiritual strength. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And now we, we see uh, conscience. Conscience is the part where Actually, the word conscience in the Greek is the same as consciousness. Like the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, for the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of those things can never with those same sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. Why? Because the worshippers once purged, once cleansed, should have no more conscience of sins. In other words, if all those uh, sacrifices of the Old Testament, the burnt offering, the sin offering, they bring a lamb off, uh, as a sin offering, they bring a goat for a sin offering, and, and uh, those goats die in their place, and they are forgiven for a, a, a day, a, a week, you know, and that's how you've done it. They offer daily, even the Bible tells us, as well as also uh, yearly, Right, where they bring the bullock on the Day of Atonement. The Bible says all this is temporal. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And God says that if those sacrifices had worked, the worshippers would have no more conscience of sins. Do you see that? Why are we sin conscious? Whenever we are sin conscious, consciousness of sin, it's actually saying that Jesus didn't do a good job. We are saying that God's word light. You keep on reading, it goes on later on, it says the Holy Spirit even, in verse 17, even the Holy Spirit 
witness to us, saying, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now this is a quotation, the last clause of the new covenant, amen, that God has established through His Son Christ with all of us, amen. The new covenant says the reason that all of it works, all right, I will, I will, I will, I will, because I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with us, saying to us, hey, your sins are forgiven. God, God is not dealing with you based on your sins. God is dealing with you based on Christ. Amen. And, and, but yet we are so conscious of our sins. And Christianity today, for the most part, is preaching sin for the most part. Instead of preaching the answer, amen, the Lord Jesus Christ, His finished work, the grace of God, the righteousness of God, which is a gift. Hallelujah. We're actually emphasizing on sin as if the debt has not been paid. So friend, if you look at the Bible carefully, you'll find that the Bible tells us very clearly that the gospel that Paul preached is a gospel that declares the righteousness of God as a gift. Very clear. Look at Romans 1 verse 16 here. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Gospel means good news. Right? It just simply means good news. For it is the power of God to salvation. In this gospel, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For a long time, I used to read that the just shall live by faith. And the idea, I wonder if you, you, you have the same impression as me. The idea is that the just we know is the righteous. The righteous shall live by faith. In other words, uh, they, they will trust God for their finances and their supply. Especially those who are, uh, you know, full-time ministry for the Lord. They, they are living by faith. You know, the just shall live by faith. But actually, that's not the emphasis in the Greek. The Greek structure actually says, the righteous by faith shall live. Those who are righteous by faith, they will live. I like the NET, New English Translation. It brings it out. It says, the righteous by faith will live. Notice who will live who will live and not die, the righteous by faith. Amen. They will have an abundance of life. Now, if you are sick and you believe that you are righteous by faith because of your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you have received the gift of righteousness and you confess, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, guess what's going to happen to the death, to the sickness? You will live. If you live, that thing dies. Hallelujah. Amen. The righteous by faith shall live. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, let's go back to Romans 8, verse 8. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Some people say, well, Pastor Prince, there are believers, there are believers who are in the flesh. Well, my friend, the Bible says, you are not in the flesh. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. You here being the believer, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Do you see that? Do you see that? You are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Okay, the body is dead because of sin. Do we agree on that? Every time you experience depression, you're experiencing death in your, in your soul. That's a manifestation of death. Death manifests as depression. 
in your body, death can manifest as sickness, disease, constant fatigue. All right, these are signs of weakness and death. Okay, friend, do not be worried. In fact, for the child of God, even though the body is dead because of sin, we still have the old body. When Jesus comes again, we're going to have a brand new body, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's going to transform our body like to His body. But until then, we have this body. And the Bible says, even though Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, that righteousness is not something that you do. It is who you are. Amen? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? So your spirit is life because of righteousness. So the thing is this. If only I can get that life in my spirit to touch my mind and then to flow into my body. How is that possible? The very next verse tells you, but if the Spirit of Him. So although your body is dead because of sin and your spirit is life because of righteousness, but if the Spirit, there's the Holy Spirit here, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. You can receive life from the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Amen? How does that work? Now back to the, uh, my chart again on the spirit, soul, body. So what's happening right now? What do you have in your spirit? Righteousness. Can you see that? The Bible says your spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, what you want is that you want the life in that spirit because you are righteous. You want that life to touch your soul, to permeate your soul. You want it not just to be contained in your spirit, but to come out and touch your soul. And then after that, touch your body. That results in healing, health, wholeness. Amen. Renewal of youth and strength. Hallelujah. But notice it all starts with your spirit. Your spirit is born again. Your spirit is righteous. And God wants you to be conscious. Now, where are you conscious? You're conscious in your spirit, right? So exercise that, being conscious that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And you do that by confessing. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. So the more you confess it, come to the place where you even feel it in your emotions. Amen. Because your emotion is your soul realm. Now, you want that life. That life is already in you. That Zoe life, that life from God is in you. If that life can touch your depression, that's the end of your depression. If that life can touch your sickness in your body, amen, it will heal your body. Praise the Lord. So that life needs to come out from our spirit and into our bodies. But the problem is what? It says the spirit is life because of righteousness and we are not righteous conscious. So as long your soul realm, your mind, back to the verse uh, 6 again, to set the mind on the flesh is death. Notice that? But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So your, your soul realm is the deciding factor. Are you going to focus on the fact that your spirit is now, you are a, now I'm, I'm, I'm illustrating like I'm the soul, okay? The soul decide to set, to set yourself, focus on the flesh or to focus on the spirit. 
Your spirit, my friend, is life because why? It's righteous. Amen. Because of righteousness. Now, the Bible says, get your mind to focus on that. Listen to teachings on it. Amen. Renew your mind to who you really are. And then if you set your mind on the Spirit, it's life and it's peace. Amen. To your soulish realm. It's gonna, you're going to feel it even in your, your mind, in your emotions. Hallelujah. It's going to affect your will. Praise the Lord. So, that depression, where is it? Where is it found? It's in your soul, in your mind. Amen. Sickness is found in your body. But the life and peace can touch that depression and remove it. And flood your emotions. Amen. Flood your soulish realm with life and peace. Hallelujah. So, where is the, where's the point that there's a break is because we are not conscious, we are righteous. Because that life is in that righteousness. So the more you're conscious of it, you're setting your mind on the spirit. Guess what? The life comes out and touches your mind. And then when your mind is touched, it goes further and touches your body. That's when you are healed. Hallelujah! Hey, I preach myself happy. Amen? So God wants that righteousness, that life from that righteousness that's who you are in Christ. To, God wants you to be conscious of it so that it permeates your soul, your emotions. Amen? You know, I'm starting to tell people even that confess it until you feel it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Let it permeate your soul. Let it permeate your mind, your body. And then it's just one step from the soul to the body. When your soul experiences it, Amen. Your body experiences wholeness, life, and peace. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.